0: The Finger Guns Podcast, Season Two. Are you ready? Cue the music. Welcome to the brand new finger guns podcast finger guns podcast 2.0 if you will welcome back my name is roscoe how you doing i am joined as ever of course by the mighty sean davies hi how's it going man
1: i'm very well thank you how are you
0: i'm good welcome to the brand new finger guns podcast
1: it feels good it feels it feels new indeed none of this feels familiar at all
0: no we don't know what we're doing tonight we're gonna <laughs> see what happens let's do this Yeah! Um, do you want to tell if you have been a long-term listener of the podcast, hello, welcome back. This is episode 109, or season 2, episode 1, because our seasons have 108 episodes, apparently. So (laughs) we're going to crack on with season 2 tonight with episode 1. Why don't you tell the people about yourself, Sean?
1: Hi, my name is Sean. I have five children. I work in an office during the day, and at night I'm supposed to sleep, but I don't. I play video games and then write about them. Um, Today I had ice cream that had crisps in it. It's called crisps happen. A Ben and Jerry's flavour where they have salt and vinegar crisps inside the ice cream. Oh. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I wasn't. There's still half a tub in the freezer. I'm gonna send it to you. It might get a bit a bit sloppy by the time it gets to you. Just stick it back in the freezer and, and get it all freezing back up again. Um, yeah, it's it's something something unreal. I also had a, a a a monster mule, which is Monster Energy drink's version of a Moscow mule.
0: I see. So you're just trying to bring forward your your next heart attack?
1: Absolutely. I see. <laughs> next heart attack? Yes. Lovely. <laughs> uh, both both big recommendations. Um, go out and try those ice cream and Monster Energy drink combinations. Uh, We
0: can confirm that we are not sponsored in any way or affiliated with Ben and Jerry's or Monster.
1: But would happily take big fucking checks from either. (laughs) Absolutely. If you're
0: listening, let's do it. Also joining me is Toby Anderson. Evening. How are you, man? I'm excited.
2: I'm excited for season two and the improvising that is ahead.
0: (laughs) Whatever the (laughs) hell is happening going forward tonight um tell everyone about yourself
2: um, so i went with the thing about what games i like really so um i'll start with like sean did father of none at the moment but soon to be father of one
0: Woo! um
2: i'm a fan of old school anime cyberpunk anthros in almost any game um because let's face it animals are better than people i'm currently on a souls genre kick uh, but my true love is rpgs uh, mostly of the 2d and old school square variety i um, very partial to an action rpg as well Favourite other genres include Metroidvanias and epic action adventures with big stories like God of of War, Last of Us, Uncharted, things like that. Story is king with me, so RPGs on down. I want to care about the game. I want to care about the world. I want to care about characters. I want to be transported to an amazing place and an amazing plot. Um, So yeah, that's me. That's that's my love of games in a nutshell.
0: Fantastic. And if you're a furry, he'll hug you for free.
2: As long as it's not creepy. It's not creepy It's furry What's, make what's it creepy, creepy about furries? As long as they don't make it creepy Then
0: yeah. I'll be good They'll be fine You'll be alright And finally Finishing off the pack Is of course Gregerton Bomb himself Mr. Greg Hicks Hello How are you sir?
3: I'm very good I'm full of caffeine Because I've just been training So I've got these pre-workout Caffeine and green tea pills and it, I, I swear it's just cocaine Repackaged in pill form Oh So yeah I'm on a bit of a hypo Which is nice um uh, yeah so uh i am 34 i like video games and besides my own i've never touched a boob that's not true is it no it's not true okay good <laughs> i touched, touched yours um it yeah was a good day oh yes when you were asleep having surgery <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm sure there are laws against that
3: yeah well we can't prove it okay. um yeah i don't have a list of video games i like because i like quite a lot of video games but if i had to pin down any particular genre i've put a million hours into it's got to be the old-fashioned jrpgs and metal Gear Solid, and resident evil and themselves. <laughs> yeah there you go yeah just those four yeah pretty much nice um, yeah that's me
0: and how and who are you well hello i'm uh, i'm roscoe otherwise known as ross keniston um I write reviews for fingerguns.net and host the Fingerguns podcast. Very exciting. We're doing it now. It is our fourth birthday, the day we record this, which is a wonderful coincidence. So happy four years of Fingerguns. Hooray! And that's the end of that. There we go. That's all we need. Um, Yeah, I've been playing video games for a long, long time. The first ever game I played was Alex Kidd in Miracle World. Still haven't beaten it. Might have another go when the rebate comes out this year. But yeah, a long way off ever beating that game. And I've been a huge fan of uh, Sega and Nintendo growing up. Um, I never had a PlayStation until the PS4, so I had a lot of catching up to do. But yeah, my allegiances were with Sega and Nintendo for the longest time, um, including the Sega Saturn and the Dreamcast and the N64. And my favorite era is probably that era, the N64 era. had a wonderful time with uh, Mario and Zelda and things like that. And I'm gonna talk a little bit more about that a little bit later. So uh, yeah, having a great time with the new gen. And again, I don't really have a genre. I do love action adventure games. um, Probably why I was drawn to the PS4 last gen, because of the wonderful stuff that Sony were putting out in their AAA IP space. And it was just my genre they were pumping out almost every few months. So it was uh, lovely. And that trend seems to be continuing with the PS5. And so it's keeping me very entertained. And video games are awesome. And that's what we talk about the most on this podcast, apart from food and pegging. So, we'll crack on with um, a familiar topic, Game of the Week. I'm going to go from the top.
1: Mr. Sean Davies, your Game of the Week. So, my Game of the Week is called Legend of Keepers. There is a review for it on figureguns.net now. You can go and read it and stuff. But, uh, a quick, short review. It's basically a combination of a dungeon defender and a roguelike. So you play as this new corporate overlord over a dungeon and it's your job to defend the loot that's at the center of your dungeon by setting out traps and uh, setting up waves of monster defenders that will repel the heroes that are trying to plunder your loot. It's pretty cool. Uh, I give it an 8 out of 10. It's a, a very interesting game that takes something that like hasn't really been done very well since Dungeon Keeper. And gives it a gives it a very different take, and it's got some very cool artwork and uh, pixel art. And if you like strategy games, because there's there's a lot of numbers that you've got to kind of take take notice of, like um, how are the heroes going to attack, what kind of health they have, what they're weak against, what they're strong against. It, it, there is a lot of numbers to to take in and try to wrangle in your brain. But uh, if you if you like those kind of games. If you, if you have a, a brain for numbers, then it's definitely worth a shout. It's been in early access for quite a while, but recently released on PC in its entirety, as well as on the Nintendo Switch. It would be perfect for the Nintendo Switch. I reviewed it on the PC. I can truly imagine me playing that on every single bus trip I ever take ever again, if I was to buy it on the Switch. Because it's that good. And I don't normally go back to review games normally. I review a game and then have to move on to another. I'm still playing this game. So that's saying something. And that was my game of the week.
0: Avalys. Sounds like a, a real Sean Davies joint. Oh. Aren't they all? <laughs> Aren't they all? Uh, Toby Anderson, your game of the week. Uh,
2: well, I said I was on a Souls-like kick. Um, and that is just carrying on, basically. Um, so my game of the week is Dark Souls 3. Um, after Code Vein bloodborne and Sekiro. i'm now doing dark souls backwards so we're starting with dark souls 3 um because that's the one i'm assured is best and easiest to get into um and then this last two weeks i've pretty much put in 40 hours since we've been last on air um beaten a dozen or so insanely hard bosses and i am now literally on the final boss um and yeah it's it's great it's like bloodborne 2 i i essentially it came out the same year and it feels just like bloodborne 2 it's great um i don't know whether i'll go into dark souls 2 or dark souls 1 we'll have to see and then we'll have to really really consider demon souls cuz i keep hearing scary things about how insanely hard to get into that game is but i've started with you know the easier half of the genre and i've got i've got progressively harder i think up to sekiro and then dark souls is easier than sekiro <laughs> Um, But yeah, that's my game of the week, Dark Souls 3,
0: and I'm right at the end. Great. Good work. Best of luck for the rest of it. Mm. I'm sure you're going to need it. (laughs) And finally, great kicks, your game of the week.
3: My game of the week, um, I know we didn't pre-plan this, so I'm sorry if it steps on yours, but mine has been Returnal. Um, It's really good. I bit the bullet because I was like, I don't want to fork out that much for a new PS5 game, and My opinion of roguelites has obviously changed in the wake of Hades last year. So I was like, you know what? I'll trade some stuff in and uh, I got the last copy in town, which I was quite happy about. And I'm not very far in, but I'm absolutely loving it. It reminds me, people for some reason, people are doing the whole like, it's the Dark Souls of roguelites, which I bloody hate. It reminds me of Nier. And I know Nier, Replicant 1.37, whatever is out. I don't really care. And I played the first Nier and that had elements of um like bullet hell type environments so 3d action and and bullet hell type stuff where the camera moves but also in the 3d plane you'd have like projectiles coming at you and that's what returnal reminds me of third person um like gunplay remind the gunplay reminds me of vanquish there's no cover you can obviously hide behind things but there's no cover system mm-hmm. and you can jump you can dash that kind of stuff and then you, you dodge projectiles and I really think there is, there is a big market for story-driven roguelites or roguelite, whichever one that one falls under. I always forget which one lets you keep permanent upgrades or not. Um, but, yeah, the fact that – and this, this is what changed my mind with Hades because when you play, like, Dead Cells or Binding of Isaac and you die, you're like, oh, for fuck, I've got to do that again. But with Hades and Returnal, when you die, you get more story. And it, it doesn't encourage death, but you're like, oh, fuck it. Oh, now I'm going to find out more. So it takes the edge off dying. And I'm sure I've said this before about Hades. And the same thing applies here. Like, I'm not very far in. I've barely scratched the surface of the story. I've died a couple of occasions on some, like, some hard rooms, which have been like, oh, for fuck, like the overwhelming rooms and stuff like that. You know, you, en- you enter a room that goes into lockdown. You're like, oh, great um I've died on the first boss a few times because he's a prick but I'm not mad I mean I get annoyed at the time like oh for fuck's sake when I die but I'm not like now this game's bullshit I'm not playing it I'm like right I want to know what's going on and yeah that's I've got some games to review that I've had to you know intersperse in between playing it. um, uh, Returnal but I'm looking forward to putting more time into it and there's an issue we'll talk about in a bit but yeah i'm enjoying it
0: awesome um i'm also playing returnal and i'm having a good time with it it's not the genre i tend to go for um i haven't i haven't played hades or anything like that yet i don't have a system that it's out on which is annoying but i'm really enjoying it it's really smart it's it's very interesting it's absolutely a house smart game i think when it was first announced people were like oh smart could doing a triple 3d person adventure um but it's it's housemark all over and it has their um their real style and to go from something like resogun to this is it's quite a leap and it's it's awesome but yeah anyway um, my game of the week is actually dirt 5. i've been playing it on uh mobile i've only if you've been following my epic saga i've only just got home this weekend so i haven't had a lot of time with my xbox uh, but I've been playing on Esports Game Pass on my phone with the Razer Kishi controller, which I got this week. And it's been lovely. It's a lovely controller. Um, fits in very snug on, onto my phone. And yeah, I've been playing Game Pass via uh, via, via uh, Android, which has been great. And Derrick 5 was a game that I've wanted to play for a while, and I'm really enjoying it. I haven't played too much of the campaign. I'm just jumping into the playground, just sort of playing the, uh, the tracks that people have created. And um <clears throat> excuse me. And the just kind of the inventiveness of, of some of them is really fun. So that's been uh, that's been keeping my mind off um returnal when I'm going, as oh, for fuck's sake, I'm dead again. But um yeah, it's uh, it's it, it's it's a nice calip uh, cleanser? No, my god, palette cleanser for um returnal and as a lot of games probably would be this week. Because yeah, it's tough. Returnal was tough going, but it's it like Greg said, it's rewarding every time. You fail, which is um, kind of part of its part of its excitement and part of its interest to me, anyway. And it's uh, I don't know how far I'm going to get in return, but we'll see how it goes. <laughs> it goes. Resi's out this week, and for some reason, I'm really tempted to get it. I've kind of like I've been watching some playthroughs, and I like the way it looks. So yeah, we'll see. But yeah, Dirt Five has been a lot of fun, and I'm going to continue playing it on my big screen now. I've got my Xbox
1: back, did, so be uh, good. Did I, just, did I just hear you right? What's that? I- Ross, the biggest funniest and the fanny in the world, who what? won't play. You are like the <laughs> biggest fanny. Well for, for like horror games,
0: mm.
1: like you just don't play them, and and you're gonna get yeah. Resident Evil. It doesn't look that scary.
0: Maybe I'm older now, but it doesn't. Do it is it because you want to get? Game? Is
2: it because you want to get crushed by Lady Dmitrievskaya? <laughs> you want to get stood on?
0: Uh, no, I don't have that. I don't have that uh, attraction to uh, a Lady Dimitrescu, but it just looks uh, just looks fun, and the demos the demos are out there. I could just go and play it tonight and see what I like. But I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of into it, so we'll see. Wow! And and it's you know it's not seventy quid, which is <laughs> which is a nicer uh, reason enough to go and get it.
2: If it carries yeah. on from Resi Seven, it will be scary.
0: Yeah, hopefully there'll be a previously on, or I can find one online because 7 looks 7 looks scary. Not, I, I know it, it carries on
2: seven. as in story. What I mean is if it carries on the same style, same horror, etc. It's sure. it will be scary.
0: Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, I'm tempted. You know, everyone says the the one to get into in kind of a, a big series is number 8. You know, that's yeah. that's always where to start. So yeah, It is with fast and furious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Right. Uh, let's jump into a uh, another familiar thing, but something that people do really enjoy except for me and Toby, because we lose every week that Greg's on. It's the Fattest Finger Quiz
1: with Mr. Sean Davies. Hi, let's do this. Let's. uh, If you've never listened to this podcast before, welcome. And uh, we're going to do a quiz. I'm going to ask some questions, and these guys are going to buzz and try and give me the correct answer. The person with the most correct answers will be the winner, and they will have the bragging rights, the big, Billy Big Balls of the Week award will go to that person. Um, Do you have your buzzers ready? Yes. Let's start with Ross. What buzzer have you got this week?
0: I'm gonna stick with uh tried and tested. Oh I've just turned my phone. There we go. (laughs) Bloody phone.
1: Tails? Tails it is. Okay. Tails? That's better. better. (laughs) Toby, what have you got? (laughs)
2: Is that
3: cultural Appropriation
2: <laughs> The top comment on this is This is how you pronounce Elon Musk's son's name <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yes totally true And uh, Greg uh,
2: I'm keeping on
3: brand with I know, okay.
1: Fair enough okay. Is that audible
3: enough I've got to point it yeah. As well.
1: yeah that was perfect Okay, So let's begin Question one Returnal is set on which fictional planet Toby. Atropos. Well done, Toby. Off the mark. Well done. Um, question two. Of course he's off the mark. It's the first question. No, I'm just saying, I'm just <laughs> it's saying. It's not like... usually
2: me though, man. <laughs> no, Toby's
1: normally, you know, um, he doesn't really start the quiz until question 10. I'm just saying. Um... <laughs> new season, okay. new me. That's it. Okay. Question two. What is the name of the handheld game series made by Nintendo that originally launched in 1980? Uh, Greg? Game & Watch? Correct. Okay. Hmm. I
2: would have got that wrong. You would have said Game Boy, weren't you? It
3: it felt
1: too
2: broad, that question. I was like, (laughs) surely there were loads. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: Question three. Psycho, Santa, Populous, and Dungeon Keeper were all developed by which now-defunct game developer? Greg? Bullfrog? Correct. Question four. Could you have said Syndicate? I know that one. Uh, I was good, but I thought it would be too easy. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been. That's the point. Yeah. Um, question four. What is the name of the protagonist in the 2003 classic Beyond Good and Evil? Ooh, Toby. Jade. What? Jade. Okay, I I, am,
0: I I have no skin in this race, but that was definitely Greg first. That up. was definitely Greg. <laughs> I heard them at exactly the same moment.
1: But I, I heard them at the same moment. Uh, mm. I just heard. I heard the the more clearer version of the Crash Bandicoot sound effect. Mm. Um, Am
2: I ahead of Greg right now?
1: Uh, yeah, and that is it for this quiz. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you know, I've said, I've, I've thought I'm going to temper myself and not kick off, but I'm glad that I had backup on that because that was bullshit.
1: <laughs> well, I'll, all I can call is what I hear. I'm sorry. Should have got
0: that. mad and put you a yeah. penis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I buzzed first okay. penis. <laughs> Question 5 Amp 3, Project Gotham Racing 3 and Cameo Elements of, elements of Power to uh, Greg? Bizarre Creations? Incorrect You're frozen out I will finish the question <laughs> Amp 3, Project Gotham Racing 3 and Cameo Elements of Power were all lunch- launch titles Ross? Xbox 360 Correct Nice well Fucking love Amp 3 Hmm Okay, question six: Horatio the boar, Cheeseburger the bear, and Peaches the mountain lion. Ross Barkley. Correct. Which
0: one? <laughs> <happened>? All <laughs> oh, animals uh, from the from which series? Horatio, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, question seven: In Grand Theft Auto IV, what is the name of the ship Nico Bellix spends seven months aboard, abroad before arriving in Liberty City?
3: So, uh, Greg, Cassiopeia.
1: No. Anybody else? Yes. Ross, the ship. <laughs> it's not French. <laughs> the ship might have been. Uh, no, uh, Toby, have you got a guess?
2: The big ship, <laughs> big big wi- big whitey ship. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the big ship uh, The answer was the platypus mm. Mm. Uh, Question eight Which actor stars as Geralt in the Netflix adaption of The Witcher? Oh, that was, oh, great. was a bit
0: late there <laughs> yeah.
1: Henry Cavill Correct Bullshit <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I'm calling <laughs> bullshit <laughs> Okay question nine Whitney, described as a portable gamer girl in the credits of The Last of Us Part 2, was playing what game on her PS Vita before being killed? Uh, Greg? What? That was me.
2: <laughs> Toby, uh,
1: Toby, rule it. Hotline Miami. That
2: was so high, Ross. Sorry.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Toby, who was first?
1: Uh... Well, I've just given the answer, so you can't have it. I know, oh. but it
0: doesn't matter now. It's a principle I, thing.
1: I, I, I can only call what I hear. You can argue as much as you want. But it doesn't make a difference. It's up to Ross. It's a, it's a, it's a it answer. is up to me. You're right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Okay, question 10. In which game did Mario first get sleepy and take a nap when the player went on? Greg? Mario 64? Correct. Oh, sweet.
3: Super Mario 64. No, it's not. Yes, it is, but it's the same thing. <laughs> Adjudi- Correct, adju- <laughs> Adjudicator says, yeah.
1: All right, question 11. What are the, what are Master Chief's final words in Halo 3? Chaos? Boss?
0: Wake me when you need me.
1: Correct. Question 12. The Pokemon Venonat evolves into what other Pokemon? Greg?
3: Big Flyy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Correct. Uh, I didn't hear any other buzzer, so doesn't Butterfree become Venomoth? No guesses. Okay, the answer is Venomoth. Venomoth. Feel like what I've got- let the Pokemon down. <laughs> Question thirteen: Which Austral- Australian pop singer and actress plays Christy Ails? in not 2000- <laughs> Ross,
0: Oh, God, is it Holly Valance?
1: It is! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was Holly or Kylie. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> plays Christie in 2006, box office flop, DOA dead or alive. Well done. Uh, yeah. Question 14, Assassin's Creed Syndicate takes place in which city? Tales the- Ross? London. Correct. Ooh, this is going to be close. Um, question 15, A Plague Tale Innocence takes place in which country? Tales? Greg? France. Correct. Mm. Question 16, Morden, Solis, Miranda Lawson and Jack are all <laughs> characters. Greg? Mass Effect 2. Well, Mass Effect. <laughs> I'll That's... take it. What? <laughs> it, it was the, the the question was which which series Um so I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Question seventeen: In which game is the line "Is this line from?" You want to know something funny? Even after everything you've done, I would have saved you. Tails, Greg, Batman Arkham City. Correct. Great line. Question eighteen: Which American band created a song to celebrate the release of the failed PS3 game Haze? Tails, Greg. Creed. Incorrect. Creed. Wow. Ross? Wheatus. Yeah. Incorrect. Toby, have you got a have you got a guess? Oh, I think I know. Green it. Day. Incorrect. Is it, is it corn? It's corn. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's terrible. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Question they, they nineteen. Did one, they
3: did one for Silent Hill downpour as well. Did they? Mm. I I don't know. I didn't know that one. They
2: did. Okay.
1: <laughs> Question nineteen. No, there's no bonus points question 19 the super smash Bros. series began on which console
0: the n64 correct
3: turns out pressing my button too quickly
1: cancels it out (laughs) and finally question 20 in sab punk 2077 what band was johnny silverhand a member of hey greg i don't know (laughs) okay you're frozen out I i heard toby MRI. Correct. Well done. Oh, is that what the band was called? Oh. Uh, Greg is, uh, sorry, Toby is completely sandwiched this this quiz. Okay, sorry, <laughs> First yeah. and last. Well done, mate. <laughs> okay, let's count up the tour scores. So Toby got one, two, three. Well done, Tobes. <laughs> you started strong and ended strong. That's what that is, <laughs> Okay, Greg got one, two, three, I four, five, cool. six, seven, eight. Oh. Nine. Oh. Okay. Um that must mean Ross got one, two, three, four, five, five. Really? Oh. It's at one point. <laughs> it, felt like, it felt like more than that. It did feel it felt more, more, like more. Like than yeah. I'm just going through this going. What?
0: No. Yeah. I think you so got
1: six. I think you got six. Oh, okay. Well, that makes Greg. The, the winner for this week who has oh, the bragging rights?
2: I feel like we would have got like, you know, if it wasn't fastest finger, we would have got more like seven or eight each, wouldn't we, Ross?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I totally. was ready
2: for a bunch of totally. that, but I was too slow.
0: Mm. Yeah, like the yeah. Ross,
2: Ross
3: flipped allegiances by being on my side until it was down to him <laughs> and he had a full-on high-pitched tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's totally Can right. Can you do that like, what? What? again? Can you <laughs> do that again?
0: <laughs> it sounds like you sat on your own bollocks. What? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I did. Wait, you guys are dressed for these things? Minimally. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Weird. Information we didn't want. Yeah. Right. Well done, Greg. Thanks. I'll get there one day, you little scamp. How dare
3: I have 34 years of gaming knowledge that I can pull out of my brain really quickly.
0: So this is the thing about Greg, man. He just remembers things. He's It's, it's almost eidetic, his gaming memory.
2: I can't remember anything else, like important stuff, but... <laughs> Maybe we should change the format to like an eggheads thing. You got to beat Greg.
3: Oh well, like a like a chaser kind of thing. Yeah. No, because what you're saying is you two against me.
2: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we if we'd combined our scores just then, you still want to beat me? We would. We would have drawn. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think I'm just going to start asking like everyday things that I know Greg doesn't know. <laughs>
3: I mean, general history and capital cities—I'm pretty shit on.
1: There you go. I'm going to throw like at least ten of them into every quiz. So it could be what's fair. The cap- what's the capital of Australia?
0: We're going to have to do some parenting questions soon. See how prepared Toby really is. God, yeah. I'm that will freak me out. Quiz <laughs> on oh, kids' games. That'll be it. All right, then. Right, let's move on to a brand new segment called, rather unoriginally, "Have I Got Barrels for You." It's only funny if you've heard the podcast before, but we are going to go through this week's news in relatively quick time and discuss some of the things, but I'm going to open it out to a massive open plan conversation rather than big, long topics like we did before. We're going to condense it so we can get into more fun things a little bit later on. So let's see how this goes. First up, which upcoming video game had a whole six seconds of footage released this afternoon? Elden Ring.
2: Beyond Good and Evil 2, think. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if only. I would have taken six seconds of that.
0: Elden Ring. Oh, yes. The game that isn't ever coming out. But, yeah, six seconds. Toby, did you see it? And what did you think? It was six seconds of nothing. It
2: was six seconds of two interior locations and some lovely lighting. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> right.
3: Lovely
0: really, lighting.
2: You saw nothing. <laughs>
3: I can't believe. I don't know what's worse: the six seconds of leaked, or that people
1: are going,
2: "Oh my god, six seconds!" Uh,
1: okay. And it's <laughs> teaser what I did, and then that's what I
2: did. And then, ah, oh, this is nothing.
1: I, I'm a big fan of the fact that all UFO sightings are filmed by the exact same guy who filmed this Elden Rings footage on <laughs> his phone. Just the same exact quality: shaky, blurry, grainy. got a big
2: watermark over the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> In the shape of a UFO, was it? Was it was it it? also filmed in a cinema? Yeah, I was gonna say this is
0: filmed in the back lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so there's not an awful lot to go on.
3: It's almost like a non event story, isn't it? It yeah,
0: it really is. But (laughs) so it was trending on Twitter earlier, so the the irony is it's got more
2: traction for being nothing. Yeah that's it people are just commenting on the fact that this, this is nothing this is a nothing story those um we got a much better leak didn't we a few weeks back and we actually had like almost a minute and a half of combined stuff that was pretty cool looking if very blurry and watermark colored covered and stuff
0: has it been it looked very cool has it been confirmed that this is actually yodenry?
2: Uh, those shots i think were but okay. no one official said very much
0: right interesting
2: you could put out any other bollocks, and it could just
3: be,
1: "Oh yeah, it's Elden Ring."
0: I mean, I think people are clinging on to the fact that there was a Bandai watermark on it.
1: Uh, yeah. But
0: again, anyone could put that on, I suppose. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm I'm going to film the last uh, the the last Lord of the Rings film tonight through <laughs> a very blurry window and claim that it's Lord Elden Ring, Ring. Yeah. It sticks on the website. We we'll get millions of hits. Yeah. Great big just Elden the,
3: Ring exclusive. Just do the dub thing with Gandalf, like, "You shall not be released this year." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Elden Ring coming to PS Six.
2: <laughs> oh. Coming out, t- coming out the same day as GTA Six. They'll cancel it because George R R, R. Martin will die. Oh, it's wow. finished.
0: <laughs> I mean, he can't be far off now, again, he, he That's
2: not He's got two more that. books to finish.
0: <laughs> is he going to though?
2: If he stops it's taking easy, other jobs, he? like like video game jobs, yeah, maybe.
3: Is
0: he? Is he not just living off that HBO I, money now? I don't
3: think he cares anymore, does he? I think you, you, he must have started writing. For a like to live and now he's like i made more money than anyone ever Mm. like highest rated tv series or it was at one point you know
0: i wonder what you thought of the final series that's not what i would have written (laughs) he's probably (laughs) thinking he's probably thinking there wasn't enough sex in it (laughs) 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 right then um which uh video game is Getting people slightly rolled up online in regards to wanting a save option. Ah, this is what I mentioned in my game of the week. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, Returnal
3: is a roguelike. Roguelite. I'm gonna keep saying both because I'm never sure.
2: Is it light um, if you keep stuff?
3: Yes. Is it is that right? If you're yeah, if, like
2: if you lose things. You die stuff.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um I understand what these games are and some people don't. So people are kicking off going, oh, it'd be nice if you could have like a save system. And it's like, that's no, no, that's not the point. But one thing that they have omitted, which I think is a bit daft, is the only way to keep your progress, obviously, is to put your PS5 in rest mode, which I get is the nature of, you know, die, you start again. But there's no, like, there's no reassurance in pausing and quitting. At least with Hades, you can well, you can go to, to room to room and you can pause and quit in that room. But even if you die and you pause and quit, at least you know you're having some some notion that the game is saving. Yeah. And I know there is an autosave symbol somewhere in the darkness that is Returnal because it's a very dark game. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's no, there's no solidity in pausing quitting to menu or anything. You just got to like go back to the dashboard and quit the game or like close the game or, or turn your PS5 off if you want to quit the game. Yeah. Like, say you've died and you go back to the hub, you know, that's where I'd be like, all right, fine, I'll, I'll save and quit my progress or what I've unlocked so far. But it does do that. Uh, it it just doesn't give you any assurances.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's is a bit the. Weird. Is there an argument that it's not respectful of the player's time?
3: Um, which seems to be the big. thing so. right on. I don't know. There is. There is. There is an overall time on there, so you can see like how much you've put into it so there is it's keeping track i think people just want that assurance that it's there telling you all right you saved and quit the
2: game yeah so uh, so thinking thinking ahead by a few months right i'm gonna have a little schooling baby and if i want to put time into return and it needs two hour stints to get through this same thing, thing then i'm not going to be able to play it very easily you're going to need some uh, no, way to stop and pause and put your pen you know put your playstation on rest mode and all that stuff that they're
3: no 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 no, no 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 hang on just to, i didn't go into it because we were talking about the other thing there is a function there are you there are chambers you can unlock that you need ether for it which will checkpoint it so it's not a completely lost cause
2: okay well, that, so there, that there would are, probably answer it
3: that's that's the progress thing but you can only use it like one. you can use that chamber once
2: once per run or something yeah yeah yeah
3: so if you then get further on and find another one of these chambers that's then you'll check so there is there isn't hang on double negative here there isn't not a checkpoint system but i'm on about the saving and quitting function yeah i want to be able to save and quit as well yeah yeah that's what
2: i was talking about i need to be able to turn it off and go and deal with a baby for an hour
1: no you don't
3: you yeah. do. Ba- babies are uh... i want to be responsible sean ba- babies are like roombers they're self-sufficient until they run okay. out of battery
1: all i've got to say That's when
2: social services come yeah
1: all i've got to say on this is i am very impressed that it's for years everyone's been like i want the golden age of gaming back i want it like the good old days now the good old days, good old days, days arrive and you know you've got to. be yeah. Like, I want me checkpoints back. Where's me save file? I know, I
3: know. It's it's, it's so we, we've been. I've I've said about it in several reviews. Oh, we're so sick of handholding, and now the handholding is gone. And people are like, I actually like having my hand held. <laughs> Cuddle me, game. I'm, Cuddle me, I'm scared. Me. <laughs> I'm scared of dying in this game that promotes it to to help me with the story. I want to do it first time. <laughs> yeah. It's, you can't. you can't fucking win with games, can you? You can put it And We are gamers.
0: Yeah. There's a great um, quote from the uh, Eurogamer Returnal review, and um, it says, "Quote: (laughs) I paused the game on my best ever run and came back not two minutes later to find my loaner PS5 in the middle of an auto update. I lost all progress on the run, roughly a whole morning of my life. (laughs) Turn auto updates off, so the console decided to update halfway through a a Returnal run without save (laughs) Uh, is unfortunate."
3: it's also the same Eurogamer that said Returnal is a game that doesn't need to be played or doesn't want to be played and I was like you pretentious fuckwite right? like I know Eurogamer are very wordsy and they're normally quite good but saying a game, it's a game that doesn't want to be played just seems like what? Yeah. Trying to be clever now.
0: Yeah well we'll see what happens. Housemog have uh, tweeted and said nothing to announce but we're listening so there might be an easy mode at some point and, in the and future. And laughing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you whiny bitches yeah
3: cuz cuz you know how much the pro- the the um the uh, oh fuck what's the word pro- not protest I'm drawing a blank here petition
0: for, oh yeah there's one of those on change.org as well
3: no um well you know how how much the petition for uh, getting an easy mode in Sekiro worked
0: no oh, that didn't work from just when no <laughs> <laughs> yeah get good friends get good uh right then which Video game company's upper management is getting twenty-eight million dollars split between five of them, despite having a very crappy year. I wish it was me.
3: Is it going to be like like Jeopardy? Like, is it EA and it's not? But...
0: <laughs> well, at least they released some games that did actually work. It is CD Projekt Red mm. who are getting a super sexy bonus, despite well, despite Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. <laughs> Despite the
2: only game they released in the last few years.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, of course, coming off the fact that they... Cyberpunk did sell over 12 million copies. um, 35,000 of which were refunded. It's nothing, though, is it? It's nothing nothing at all, is it? Nothing. Much less than I was expecting. Um, So, yeah. So, despite all this, they're taking home some very shiny bonuses, despite the launch of Cyberpunk, which we all remember very well.
3: Is Bobby Cossack their new um, CEO?
2: (laughs) What's good here is that all of the employees do seem to be getting a bonus as well that is not tied to the review scores. So they get a standard bonus structure and it means that everyone in CDPR actually gets some kind of bonus.
0: They're getting a bonus from between 5 and
2: 20K. For normal employees and then managers and such go up from there. But it's better than some companies. That's all I'm saying. Oh, fuck. I think my
1: car alarm's going off. Two seconds. The the employees should each get, as a bonus, one part of a guillotine that they can all club together to give to their managers. (laughs) (laughs) Eat the rich, motherfuckers. I mean, Jesus (laughs) Christ.
0: So, where are we uh, with this? Uh, Because CDPR have always been like, the good guys, because they gave out all the DLC for free for The Witcher, but They've lost a lot of goodwill through Cyberpunk, and do you think this is going to kind of stamp that down a little bit harder?
1: I will never forgive them for what they did with the reviews for this game. I, I can I can understand a lot of the shitty practices that go on with the, with the, the went on with this game, um, but I cannot ever forgive the fact that they purposely misled people into buying the game. Yeah, that's the shittiest thing that I've seen um, any guys, publisher I- do.
3: I got to jump out of sec because my car alarm's fucking up outside.
0: Okay, man. Yeah, if you don't know what uh, Sean's regarding, they uh, they hid the quality of the PS, the OG PS4 and Xbox One versions from reviewers, um, and so people that went out and bought that game for their original consoles bought it and discovered that it was absolute trash, and no one was any of the wiser until their money had been spent on the game, and then pretended. That they had done that by accident, almost. Yeah, like, what? Uh, The the epitome
2: of uh, do it and say sorry later and, you know, apologise after the fact as
0: well. Just do it anyway quick. It was like, we still haven't seen the OG versions. I mean, I don't mind. It looks quite shiny on PS5. It's just, it's PS4 version on PS5, but it still, it looks better there. So why why are they not showing the Xbox One PS4 versions? And well, we found out very quickly that it was pretty damn awful. Do they just... I mean, it's, it's difficult to, to you know, maybe discuss whether or not they deserve these fucking bonuses, but I don't know. Where are you with this right now? How does it sit with you that, you know, 28 million has been split between five people because they released a game that was complete trash at launch?
1: Uh, if, if, I, if I was any kind of person with a soul and I'd thrown my quality assurance team under the buzz and been a general dick as a director, saying that there wouldn't be any crunch, then there was crunch, and then, oh, it's paid crunch, but everyone signed forms to say that there's going to be loads more crunch. Crunch, crunch, crunch! Um, I'd probably be, like, at least halving that and giving the rest to the employees Mm. as a bit more of a bonus. Uh, I I guess, as as the people that stump up the checks for a lot of these games, they do do deserve their return on investment. But also, come on. Like, this was built on the backs of the guys at that studio who pulled out some miraculous stuff over a very short amount of time to fix what was otherwise a a tire fire of a game. So, you know, they, they, they deserve to give their employees something back, I feel. Yeah,
0: I agree. Uh, right then, let's crack on with... What game is Toys for Bob now working on?
2: That would be... Call of Duty, which makes no sense.
0: Call of Duty, given to the company that brought us the insane trilogy of Crash Bandicoot, the Spyro trilogy. Spyro uh, Crash Team Racing, sorry. And doing great stuff. And Crash 4, of course, doing wonderful stuff with old IPs. And now they are in the Call of Duty coal mines, leaving precisely zero developers under Activision, now not working on Call of Duty. (laughs) Which is absolutely unreal.
2: So I'm thinking we're not getting any other games from Activision apart from Call of Duty next year. Or the end of this year, even. That's it.
0: Toys of are working on just only, that's
2: it. Yeah, just only producing one game now. That's all we're doing.
0: And the same has happened, I think, as well to the guys that made Tony Hawk.
1: Yeah, they've been so... vicarious. Yeah, they're in, in Blizzard now, aren't they? <laughs> they've been absorbed.
2: It's sad. I hear that a lot of them... There was a large exodus from the developer at the same time as this. So plenty of people left due to that decision. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this is a travesty. Yes. I, I quite I never quite understand why, you know, you need every one of these studios working on Call of Duty. But I guess they've kind of given up on pretending that they don't develop Call of Duty for kids anymore. You know, you're getting the the one of the best kids' games developer of the last uh, two decades to work Mm -hmm. on Call of Duty. You know, appealing direct to the under-12s at this point. Why not? We're going to have Toys (laughs) toys to Live Call of Duty. Hey, Dad, I've just unlocked my new Call of Duty pack. I've got an AK-47. Can we load it directly into the game? Yeah, why not? (laughs) It's going to happen. Yeah,
0: it's a real shame because, you know, I think, like I said, Toys for Bob are doing great stuff. Crash 4 has done incredibly well for them. And as you say, the, the company has suffered staff ex- ex- exits. You know, people don't want to work on Warzone, which is what uh, Toys of War are what we're going to be doing now. And it's a shame. It might mean, you know, there might be no more. Crash 5 might never happen. Um, any future Spyro games probably won't happen now. And that's it. But that's it's it's strange to me because the Insane Trilogy did sell insanely well, as did Spyro. The Reignited Trilogy. And I think Crash 4 did good numbers as well. So it is this Activision putting all their chips on Warzone at this point.
1: Well, how much is Warzone making? It's gonna I imagine that Warzone is currently making as much as or more than the rest of the company put together. Mm. You know.
0: It it seems that way.
1: It's it's the it's the Fortnite for Activision. it's, uh, it's
2: exactly that. It, it's, if you bring on more sort of kids' developers, like you say, it's just going to get closer and closer to Fortnite. The skins are going to get more fortnite everything is just going to go in that direction. It's um it is a travesty, like you said at the beginning. It's it's sad that something where yes, it's kids' games, but platformers are something that, you know, really brings you know the nostalgia trips. I really enjoyed um Crash Bandicoot 4. I thought it was fantastic. So having you know, that, that developer be rewarded, in inverted commerce, rewarded by, <laughs> yeah, we're going to completely trash you and put you into this, just like you say, the coal mines of, of Call of Duty. That's just where developers go to, to die and never do their own thing again.
0: Yeah, they join Infinity Ward, Treyarch, Sledgehammer, Raven, Beanox, High Moon, and now Toys for Wob.
1: Jesus, just think about the good games that have been made by all them studios. Mm-hmm. Think about the Terminator game. That sorry, not Terminator. The Transformers games that were made by High Moon, High High Moon, mm-hmm. yeah. and Raven did some. is it Singularity? They released on the PS3 and Xbox 360.
2: No, that
1: was fun. It was a banger. Just all these these developers are now like Call of Duty content makers. That's yeah, bonkers.
0: they get to make 3D <laughs> They get to make three D models for guns now
1: but
2: like i said on previous ones like this when a dev- when a studio does that and all these people leave they go other places they decide to set up their own studios we could see a bunch of really clever you know good platforming games come from this we could see some you know interesting ips suddenly pop up from new studios
1: i, mean, I hope so man I, I just hope that as well i i hope that these franchises that are in the are kind of hoarding at this point get get pitched to to other developers you know mm if They're going to put everybody in the umbrella under Activision on Core Duty, let someone else make Spyro, let someone else make Crash,
2: yeah, Um, and then envelop and then totally envelop them afterwards, just
1: yeah, (laughs) and then put them into (laughs) Core Duty, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Yeah, there'll be two two game developers in 2032 (laughs) Activision (laughs) and and Epic, and that's it, yeah, both owned by Tencent. uh... (laughs) also owned by THQ Nordic Who who yeah it won't be consoles anymore will it
0: but like do you own the Fortnite machine or the Warzone machine
1: that's true yeah plug my brain straight into the Fortnite machine please buddy (laughs)
0: thank you very much and finally uh, which game developer isn't going to be E3 but I've said that they've got lots of projects in the works surprisingly isn't it be a lot of different answers though and I'm looking for one very specific. Sean said, it's Konami, and it is Konami. So I guess the question is, what the bloody hell are Konami up to if it's not Pez?
1: Pachinko machines. <laughs> this is it. Pachinko machines in development. Um, that They just don't want to take a tweet it 3 It's just not the place to be, you know, going directly into people's wallets and stealing money pachinkin. from them. not going to
2: Pachinko yeah. machines are big business in Japan though, aren't they? You and they have a little parlor of pachinko machines, everyone doing what they do in Las Vegas, but just on pachinko machines instead. Yeah. Yeah. They make big money over there. But it's not something that really translates or <laughs> has never translated really before.
1: What was that Margas solid game that they made without Kojima? Peace Walker oh, is that? god.
0: Um
1: no, Revenge Revenge.
2: Survive. Survive. I can't remember. I'm just listing it, off names of them now.
1: It's going to be a sequel to Survive, isn't it? Uh, that'll make Greg happy.
2: <laughs> God, that would be terrible. That was the worst Metal Gear game I ever played.
1: Talking, talking of developers sitting on IPs, could you? You know, Konami is is just one of them. Is it like Silent Hill, Mugen Side, all these IPs that they really should be just shipping out? But maybe, maybe they aren't. They've said they are not at E3. Maybe they are. They are being represented by someone else.
0: Well, maybe, but they said that they've got nothing to discuss at this time.
2: Maybe they're yeah. doing what Bandai Namco are supposed to be doing, and a few other places as well, and doing a Bandai Namco Direct, or a Konami Direct in this case. And they've got something wonderful to show, but they just don't
0: want to be part of E3. Hmm, perhaps. So, um, Zone of the Enders 3. <laughs> they are currently co-developing roguelike hack-and-slash Getsu Fumaden, Undying Moon. That looks pretty sweet. Um, And they did recently release Super Bomberman R, which had a Battle Royale mode on Stadia. And it was pretty fun, to be honest with you. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, Free to play as well on consoles. If you want to go and check it out, it's a good laugh. But yeah, 2018 was Metal Gear Survive. um, The first Metal Gear without Hideo Kojima. And they're focusing on releasing anniversary collections of Castlevania and Contra.
2: Hmm, It's not a great use of all those IPs, though, is it? No. Really, so there's not a lot to go on there, really. You've just reminded me of Metal Gear Solid: Revengeance, and just how much I hated that game.
0: <laughs> what a name, though! Come on, it was a so
2: terrible.
1: <laughs> Why did you hate Revengeance? Just I, I,
2: I could not get along with it. It's it's that ridiculous, over-the-top bayonetta style to it. I just hated it.
1: Right, okay. R- ridiculous and over-the-top in the context of Metal Gear Solid. Is no, is even it was even. Achieve.
2: I know it was, and it was it was <laughs> almost like it was copying that bayonetta style that I can't I can't stomach either.
1: Okay, fair enough.
2: Anyway, I'm not here to complain about it. I just want them to release, you know, good games. Um, but yeah, Metal Gear of Vengeance. Not a great, not great taste left in the mouth on that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what Konami are up to, I guess, at some point this year. And that is I got, Browse for New. Uh, right, let's good, jump into a, another new topic, which is... Uh, we haven't quite got a name for this one yet, but we will get one soon. Yeah, it's a second where we uh, every week we're going to go look into our gaming archive and pick out things that we really enjoyed about video games. So it's a nice, positive topic. But yeah, if someone retro memories, any suggestions, let us know. If we can tie it back into finger guns in some way, that would be cool. But we don't have to. So we, this week, we're going to talk about our favourite boss fights from video game history. And I'm going to start with Greg Higgs. Your favorite.
3: Um, I'm a little bit heads up. Um, I know we are going to cut it out, but I've had car issues for the last half an hour. So I'm a little bit riled up. Uh, I have one particular boss fight. I have two basically. So the, the, the runner up is from that game that we keep talking about. In terms of actual boss fight, the Sword Saint Ishin boss fight from Sekiro, because in terms of gameplay, it's fucking phenomenal. Um, it's the gate it's the boss fight that made me quit the game and trade it in a, and then buy it 6 months later when I got good. But in terms of like the sword play of Sekiro it's just fin- it, it, it doesn't it's not unfair. It's it's testing all you've learned in the game. So people that go oh it's unfair it's like well have you not been paying attention? Um and I finished it a few times now and I just love that battle because you get used to parrying and it's a proper sword fight against like a resurrected ancient warrior, and it's so cool. Um, so in terms of gameplay, that's mine. But no, my, my favorite boss fight is from Suicoden 2, the old Konami RPG, the 2D, 3D RPG. Um, Luca Blight is I'll give you the sort of quick rundown. He is a fucking sadist, he's the prince of Highland, and he hates the bordering countries due to an attack. On his mum years ago and his father did nothing about it and he just has this pure resentment for anyone that isn't part of his motherland and it just turns into like mass slaughter and he's just like the mad prince basically and you 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 have to put up with him for a, a good portion of the game but he's not the final boss or anything he's like a midway boss if that um he's attacking your castle and your best friend who has switched to the other side sets up a trap for him. And you have, there is a, there is a, an exploit around it, but if you're playing it properly, you have to, uh, the, the, the battle system in Suikoden is teams of six. It's turn-based, um, but you have to have three teams of six. And if it's people, if it's characters you haven't been using, then they are not be leveled up and you have three stages of it. But they're not like, fights you have to lose you have to do a certain amount of damage to him to trigger the end of that fight um for him to go on to the next stage and it's just it. it well almost like the sakiro analogy it's everything you've learned up at that point it just gets thrown out the window for like he's just he's unstoppable he's not it's not um suikoden there is magic in it but he's not like a super six-headed demon warrior prince or anything like that. he's just a obviously in the realms of you know narrative dissonance you don't you do like lots of damage to him which would normally kill him he's got a lot of health points but it's just a challenging boss fight and even when like you finish it his final moments are properly like it's rewarding but it even plays out not like i like final as you said where bosses go pew, and then disappear like his death is is properly memorable and i don't want to spoil it but yeah it's uh it's, it's one of my favorite boss fights very good for, for what it did with the story very grounded but very uh memorable
0: it does sound like a, a greg boss fight that you would enjoy yeah i Definitely. mean
3: if anybody wants to play cv code in one and two and three and i think four as well they're on the psn store and they won't be going away now after that u-turn
0: yeah cool go and check it out
1: uh sean davies your favorite boss fight My favourite boss fight is from God of War 3. It's Poseidon. It's the first boss fight of the entire game. And the reason it is my favourite boss fight of all time is because it is so massively grand in scale and so viscerally gory that it is beyond doubt like one of the most uh, exhilarating experiences that I've ever had with a game. So at the time you start this boss fight, you are on the back of Gaia, a Titan, and you are fighting Poseidon, uh, who is being represented as this huge, Talon water horse thing. And this entire fight, um, you are basically fighting things off the back of Gaia, while you're also fighting Poseidon, like climbing up the side of him. And it is a, it's not an, ex, it's not a mechanically complex one, but it's it looks massive, massive and grand in scale because you've got this huge Titan fighting this huge water monster, and then. Eventually, you manage to rip Poseidon out of this big water thing and you slam him on the ground. And the thing is, this whole battle is, is like Kratos is doing most of the damage to this huge water thing and defending Gaia, which is massive. And it just makes Kratos look insanely powerful as a character. It's like the start of that game sets him up to be one of the most murderous badasses of all time. And it really pulls, it like comes off. Because then, once you get Poseidon on the ground, having beaten the shit out of his huge water horse form, you then proceed to beat the living shit out of him from the from the perspective of Poseidon. And at every punch that lands splurts more blood all over Kratos. So it's like you basically see um, Kratos beating the shit out of you. And then he throws him, crashes him against this rock and then pushes his eyes through the back of his head, which is just like, Ouch. He then kicks Poseidon off a cliff and and then but I think it's like almost at, at the top of Mount Olympus. Poseidon hits the sea and then the sea rises to such a degree at the, at the like sadness of Poseidon dying that it destroys most of Greece. This is a boss fight that is just insanely good. <laughs> I love that boss fight and that's why it's my favourite.
0: Nice. It sounds pretty epic. It really is. Huh. We'll have to go play in there. Uh, Toby? Uh, So I was going to
2: list one from Sekiro, um, but I'll just say that one really quickly. I I find it's um, the third boss on Sekiro, Jinichiro Ashina, um, because that's when I learned the same thing that Greg described. It's like, this is where I learned how to properly parry, how to actually attack properly, how to get within people's guard. You know, all that kind of really Technical Sekiro stuff that is the only way you're actually going to manage to survive all the way to the end. Um, I don't enjoy Ishin Ishin Sword Saint as much, um, but Jinichiro was just you know it it solidified all of the epicness of how Sekiro's battle system is very 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 cool. Um, So I'd say that one. Um, Also, having played very recently Dark Souls, it just makes me appreciate Sekiro even more because in a way the Dark Souls bosses they just don't have they don't really have them um, like stamina requirements like you do as a player as a player whereas in Sekiro you have this sort of balancing uh ability which is to parry so you can you are start being able to stand up against these bosses and he's just the one where you stand up against them in the most epic way in the top of this tower and um and you know he's he's a samurai exactly same as you and he's the first one that you have to fight in that same sort of way it's just really really cool um my my main two though were um an experience which is probably won't happen exactly the same way to everyone as they play this game and i don't know whether i've actually mentioned this before um so i'll keep it brief um, and then one other one so final fantasy 7 diamond weapon um, diamond weapon is heading towards midgar um and wanting to smash the shit out of midgar um towards the end of the game spoiler 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 sorry but you know it's been out for 30 years um, the at that point i had a a team of vincent valentine sid and cloud and i was losing quite terribly to diamond weapon um my brother was watching me play and we got into this terrible situation in this battle where um vincent had shape-shifted into his chaos purple beast form um so i could no longer control him and then i lost both sid and cloud um and so then it just went turn by turn by turn me against the diamond weapon just doing the attacks i was allowed with vincent and then diamond weapon has this weird thing where he only does a certain percentage of your health at each point so when he when he hits he never kills you with that hit he just makes you go less and less and less and less each time based on like two-thirds of your health and so (laughs) vincent is doing 3000 plus damage every time he's hitting and this and this enormous creature is only doing like 15 damage and then 10 damage and then five damage and i'm like and the guy and obviously my my vincent is literally down to five health at that point then he does four damage and i'm like okay vincent has to kill him on the absolute next shot because he's on literally one health point one single health point (laughs) and it's just watching this thing just like i'm not in control anymore (laughs) and then the very next hit killed the weapon and I didn't have to do it again and I, we were just roaring and jumping around the room and um, it was just one of the most fun <laughs> boss fights ever because you just lost all control over it but you'd actually done enough at the beginning to um, to win So, um, and my actual favourite staged boss is um, Phalanx the f- sort of flying desert snake from Shadow of the Colossus um, so it's just the absolute epicness of every single boss in shadow of the colossus is is insane but that particular one you are riding your horse into it you you're on you you know you're in the desert you're on the sand and you you have to ride up beside it you have to jump onto its wings and then you have to climb it get onto the furry bits you know as you do with all of them and then find weak spots you you, you have to fire from your horse before you even get to it you have to fire the airbags off of it so that you're so that you bring it down to your level just everything about it has just been so beautifully designed and you're just playing it on the absolute edge of your seat it's a brilliant brilliant boss that just i already thought that game was insane before i got to that point So it's like the 13th boss of 16 um but by that point i was just like this is just seminal unforgettable gameplay that i'm never gonna lose in my head ever it's mm. so cool
0: nice those are good ones
2: what about you, Russ? What are your I favorites?
0: Think, I mean, sort of going way back, I mean, I remember the final Ganon fight in Ocarina of Time was... Yeah, that's good. I mean, I was only, what, 13 or something when I, when I played that, and it was just the relief of even getting to the end of a video game, particularly Zelda, was so huge. And, you know, the fight was so memorable because it was just, if I do this, that's it. It's done. I've completed Ocarina of Time. And it was it was a beautiful moment when it was when it was over. I remember like the sense of relief I felt when it was done. And kicking Ganon's ass was always a treat, um, particularly after what he did to Hyrule in that game. And it sticks with me because it was just such a beautiful moment, and it really capped off such a wonderful experience. And it's still my favorite Zelda game. I think it probably always will be. And it's for that reason and for lots of other different reasons, but primarily the final boss fight with Ganon was was just awesome. Um, I think the Bowser fights in Mario 64 are ones that stick with me purely because I'd never seen anything like it before in my life. And being able to grab Bowser's tail and spin him around, I mean, it was just an amazing feeling with the analog stick to be able to do that in a 3D environment. Um, I guess it's quite a boring answer, really, but it's is one that sticks with me but i think the ultimate one is hell house from final fantasy 7 remake purely because oh, i
2: yeah. good choice
0: i had <laughs> i had no idea that was coming i had just did not have a single clue as to where that was going and for i want to say 45 minutes to an hour i was fighting a fucking house and I had no preconception about what was going to happen. It was kicking my ass left, right, and center for ages. And if you haven't played it, and obviously a lot of people that have listened to this podcast have will know what I'm talking about. But, you know, it's just a great big fucking house that eats you and shit. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. And to not know that was coming in the middle of a room, which I was thoroughly enjoying. I'd never played the original before, as, as you know. And to be in the middle of that after everything that I'd already gone through to get to that point, it was like, this game just keeps throwing up fucking surprises. And for a remake, I think that's a pretty big deal, especially if you start on the remake and I'm sitting very patiently waiting for the next chapters, but man, I will never ever forget that because it was just so bizarre. It was absolutely just a ridiculously stupid boss fight that when it was finally over, I wanted to do almost straight away, over and over again. And I did. Once I once I beat Remake, I kind of jumped back in and just had a, a lot more fun with it. But yeah, just in that moment, it's just the the madcap kind of bizarreness of it was what kept me entertained about it. And the entire time, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting a fucking house with Cloud. What is going on here?
2: <laughs> that house is the point at which I could no longer go through hard mode. He's oh, incredibly Same. hard on hard mode. That, mm. that, that's the point where everyone gets stuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's great, though. And the, the music that's on him, I found out afterwards, you know, when you listen to the soundtrack a million times like I do, um, it's got almost every single um, battle theme all in one battle theme. So it's right. it's why it sounds so epic in that particular <laughs> battle is like, you' getting all of the ones you're used to all at once It's great.
0: I mean, as someone who had played the original was the was the original Howhouse as batshit crazy as that so the, the, was? the yeah, original they were common enemies weren't they Yeah
2: they, they weren't actually full bosses like that they they were really hard enemies and they would come along and they'd, they'd poison you and they'd eat you and they'd do the stuff like that um, and shunt into you and do massive damage. But um, yeah, you could you could enc- encounter them all the way through the the bit with um aerith where you're going through the you know broken yeah, down the, sector, you
0: mm-hmm. know
3: the bit where where you've got like the moving hand crane puzzle thing, mm. yeah, yeah, all yeah, through that, that, that that's section. where you normally you get the, the weird purple flying things and occasionally the odd hell house,
2: and it was like, oh great, yeah, and you didn't get one, oh, and okay. I was thinking, oh, why they got rid of the hell houses and then like you bum, say, bum, you bum. get it in the tournament and you're like, oh shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah, it's memorable and uh it certainly is. I hope uh yeah. I hope remake two or whatever it's gonna be called can live up to that kind of madcap insanity. Cause I've no idea what's coming next and uh it's fun. It's fun that way.
1: It's gonna be a cactuar, isn't it? Just Yeah.
3: Just... <laughs> I um I when I played the Final Fantasy Final Fantasy eight remaster on uh on xbox like you pretty much are invincible against i mean there's a lot of things you need to pay attention for like the um ultimate Seer fight and the omega weapon in Ultimate his castle but i went to take on captar on cactar island and you're not invincible you have constantly regenerating health so when you <laughs> take a hit it goes back up to whatever you maxed out as but if he does 10,000 needles there's no Nope. So I was just like, I'm just like, I'm cruising through this. I've done the story in 20 hours. I'm going to get the big Cactar achievement. Bam. Oh. <laughs> yep.
1: Same. And then I was just like, I, to, I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'd, 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 is, there, is there even one in remake at all? I can't remember the beginning. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um,
3: what,
1: in remake. Final Fantasy VII? There's Tomberies, because
2: in... you have those little Tomberies when just after oh, you
1: fight the Turks... That, yeah. I that hate was it. great. I, not, I, that
3: what I hated with the Final Fantasy 8 remaster was because um, you've got to fight 20 Tomberries before Odin turns up and they are just even with like full uh, you know, the, the whatever buffs and stuff that are on the remaster 20 consecutive Tomberries is just uh, <laughs> slow moving dagger
1: attacks just yep. fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> well, those I can't are wait uh...
2: to jump back into that in Integrate. I'm going to do the hard mode. Nice. Well, I found out in recently that you can poison the Hell House. Um, so I'm going to go and do that again on hard mode and poison the shit out of him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> can you stream that? I'd want to watch that. <laughs> really? Yeah, I, we could try. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Uh, right then, let's move on to um, another new topic, which is recommendations. So each week we're going to select something that we've seen throughout the week, something that we've played or a trailer or something, or a game that you should be keeping an eye on. And this is the topic where we're going to talk about it. So, I'm going to start with Toby. Keep
2: talking, Toby. I'm not on I'm mute. Yet. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. I've got uh, two picks, um, two trailers, really, or gameplay videos that have come out in the last week that I thought were awesome. Um, the first was Hot Wheels Unleashed. Um, it's actually the second trailer I've seen of Hot Wheels Unleashed, um, which is obviously Hot Wheels, the the, the little uh, toy cars and um, crazy orange tracks that someone's built in their house but it's a video game and it looks incredible so there's a new trailer for it where it's like it's called the skyscraper and it's a track that goes all you know up and up and up and up and up through this person's sort of living room and shed and things and then the just the, the gameplay of it looks so much fun it's like wipe out although I can't see any weapons yet, it's, it's, but it's like wipe out tracks because they go all over the place and they go up and down a lot more than, you know, your average Gran Turismo track or something. Um, it's Mario Kart and it's Micro Machines all at once, all just smashed together. And I just, if, if it comes off and it plays as well as it looks right now, it's gonna be fantastic. Um, and I don't normally get, you know me, I really don't normally get into the uh, racing games. There's a rare, it's a rare racing game that I give a shit about. Um and this one is right on my radar. I'm really interested. Um, so I hope uh, it, you could also just you could monetize the shit out of all of those cars. You could have every Hot Wheels car there's ever been. Um and you could have skins all over this game. If they wanted to monetize it, you know, and Fortnite it, they really could. Um so I just I just hope it finds traction, if you will, for a uh for a racing game. Um and uh, mm. and, and does well. Sorry. <laughs> um and my second pick is um a game from i think it was first shown maybe four five years ago um we were discussing this a minute ago before we went live but um it's called lost soul aside and it first appeared back when everything was final fantasy 13 or versus 13 and then what became final fantasy 15 And then someone took that and thought they could make a better version of that with the same floating swords and the same running up walls and the same, you know, incredibleness that was on those original versus 13 videos that never made it into the shit that is Final Fantasy 15. Um, But this game looks incredible. So I'm hoping that's not incredible that it will then come out and it will shit just like Final Fantasy 15. But it's it's almost got Noctis the character design. It's like Devil May Cry mixed with Final Fantasy 15's uh, battle system. Um, and just watching this trailer, there's an 18-minute trailer that people should go and find of just pure gameplay all the way through. Um, but it looks like Dead Fantasy. If anyone knows what Dead Fantasy is, who's listening, um, it was this old, uh, early YouTube video where the Dead or Alive girls would fight the Final Fantasy girls, and with incredible music and incredible direction. And it just was animated superbly. Um, and, you know, every geek just had an absolute, you know, wet dream over it. It was just so, so cool um, to watch. you just like, this is amazing, geeking out over the thing. Um, and this game looks like that. It just looks like that playing out. Um, and if there's one last thing, it's about halfway through, he puts his sword on the ground and starts hoverboarding on his sword down a... Like a massive exploding bridge and I was just like, this is just insane. If if it's, again, just like the Hot Wheels one, if it's even half as good as the trailer makes it look, it's going to be great.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that trailer is pretty wild. So, yeah. Luckily, I recommend it too. Go check it out. (laughs) Cool. Sean Davies, what do you recommend to our listeners this week?
1: My recommendation is a game called Cosmic Top Secret, which... I'm going to be reviewing on consoles. It's coming to consoles in the middle of May. It's currently out on mobile platforms and PC, I believe. Uh, So cosmic top secret is a term used by uh, NATO. It is the highest level of top secretness that they can possibly bestow upon a record. And this is an autobiographical game Uh, about uh, the creator and her parents so she was talking to her dad and her dad let slip that he might have been a spy once upon a time and she basically starts to interview him for this game she she created a game about basically her dad being a spy his role in the cold war and stopping a nuclear war from happening and it's put this together into a game but also framing it through the memories that she has of her dad. So there is one particular fact that her dad always walked about seven steps ahead of the rest of the family. Um, something that maybe you would do if you were a target for a sniper, perhaps. Um, <laughs> um, so it's a very interesting thing that where her memory is her dad always walked very quickly ahead of everyone else. And in his head, he was like, I'm trying to avoid my family being shot by a sniper because i'm a spy so it's it's a very interesting take on the it, it looks bonkers it looks incredibly wild it doesn't look like your typical um espionage video game and it has won a ton of awards over the years it, it was it voted most amazing game at maze back in 2017 um so Look out for this one when it launches in May. I'm going to have a review about it. I haven't started it yet. I'm just really excited to get to grips with this game now because, what a concept! Hmm. You know, it, it's all about spying, yeah. but through the through the lens of a family life that's affected by spying. So, yeah, very interested. Cool, yeah, This does sound really interesting. Uh, I should also check it out. Good.
0: Hey, uh, kicks
1: Hello. Sorry, Hello.
3: I, I was on a different tab then. My recommendation this week. Is Skate City. Now, the time by the time this podcast goes up, it will be my review will be live today. Um, but I know I've got some friends that listen to this that don't read reviews, which is fair enough. So I will say go and play Skate City. It's a 2D skateboarding game. Uh a little bit more tranquil than Ollie Ollie. So you're like a nameless skater. There's no story to it, there's no <sighs> It's just a very tranquil skateboarding game Sorry, it's not like a big sigh like i was going to moan about it no i actually mean it's quite positively it's a really chill skateboarding game you you kick with uh, well you you, you skate uh, what's the word you push and gain speed with the b button and you use both sticks to like preload tricks so the left stick will be your back foot so like your ollie based tricks so you hold a direction it'll tell you what you're about to do when you let go it's not like skate where you hold down and then flick up or vice versa you like like down right will be a, vi- a varial heel flip uh diagonal uh top left will be a heel flip for example and then the right stick will be nolly based tricks so which is like a nose ollie so a front ollie so like nolly heel flips nolly hard flips that kind of stuff and it's a bit like trials it's, it's sort of the 2.5 d so things are happening in the back and foreground other people pass you by and like ledges and rails can be slightly forward or slightly back, but when you hop up, you'll automatically go towards one of them to grind, and then you can do variations on grinds and the triggers will spin, sort of Tony Hook style. It's like spinning 180, 360, as as much as the the space will allow. There's no real objective to it. You've got three locations. Um you can endless skate, which is just a big loop. It's not an endless runner, so there's no time or anything like that. You can just skate in LA, Oslo, or Barcelona, and it's just a loop where you can there are some like passive challenges you can do but there's also a challenge mode with each level which starts off as like a score attack um do a set amount of trick or the pre the pre-determined amount of tricks there's novelty ones like a race with someone or against the police or security guards that kind of thing it's just a really chill skateboarding game for the switch um it was on apple arcade for like 18 months exclusive and now it's coming to other formats as well um, but I reviewed it on the switch, which is why I'm saying that, but in the wake of like Tony Hawk's making a revival and it's big and actiony and extreme, which is not a bad thing. It was what the franchise did for 20 odd years. Um, it's just nice to have something chill. And the, the review brief that we had said like play it in half an hour chunks. Don't just try and grind it out in six hours. And that wasn't a skateboarding fun. Um, and I, I, believe it because sometimes it's nice to just pick up, do a half hour skating or an hour, do a few challenges. And some skate cred, buy yourself a nice t-shirt and just just chill. It's just a really fun game. And I I urge anyone who's looking for a bit of space to fill gaming that won't anger at the blood and who likes skateboarding to uh, give Skate City a go.
0: Cool. I can imagine, yeah, I think I know a few people that would be into that sort of thing, for sure. Definitely. Uh, My recommendation is Second Extinction on Xbox Game Pass that's a game that i've been playing um sort of the last 24 hours and i've been wanting to check it out for a while it's currently in game preview uh, so if you have xbox game pass go and check it out right now it's a first person dinosaur shooter where you can get you and three of your friends running around shooting dinosaurs which is about as fun as it sounds it's pretty tough on your own um i've been uh, have my ass handed to me several times today by some uh, some dino angry dinosaurs as me intruding on their uh, intruding on their, their ground to look for fallen spaceships and things like that. But it's, uh, it's a lot of fun and I would highly recommend uh, checking it out while it's in Game Preview because, hey, it can only get better. And uh, like I said, yeah, currently on Xbox Game Pass so if you want to check it out. And I would, yeah, I need somebody to play with. So guys, if you're ever bored one day, we need to get on Second Extinction and choose some dinosaurs together.
1: Like we say this right every time <laughs> at the end of this podcast I'm going to go over to my Xbox turn it on and download this game yep and we will play it and stream it at some point
0: my god new
2: season we actually do it when we say we'll do it
1: I think we should at least set to play a game with each other once a week before between the podcasts
2: yeah yeah. we've,
1: we've got an entire week to do this now
2: second extension would be a perfect one to do because we can all get it off a of game pass new topic what have we played together this week <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and then reminiscing about how great it was. Oh. Well, how shit everyone
0: else was and how I had to carry them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's my, yeah. Uh, this is not a, a plea to the other guys just to come and play Second Extinction with me, I promise. But it's, it, it is uh, generally good. So well, It worked. Yeah. Well done. Thank you very much. There you go, see? It worked. Uh, right then, let's finish off with Out This Week or Best of the Week of what's coming up in the next few days. And we've uh, tightened this one up a little bit as well. So, Toby, what games do you want to play this week? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So instead of
2: just every game that's coming out this week, we've picked um, a few that we're going to be reviewing or a few that are really uh, interesting to us. Um, And, yeah, that starts with, um, on May the 4th, The Colonists is coming to Switch and PS4. Sean has been playing that and has got a review coming next week. Yes. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um, on May the 5th, uh, again called Non-Guns, it's being re-released, basically, as an exit. It was out on PC um, a while back. I think, uh, Ross, you reviewed that um, really early in Finger Guns, is that right?
0: I did. The first week of Finger Guns, I reviewed the PC version, yep. Awesome. And no we're now starting Season okay.
2: 2, and <laughs> it's back out again. Um, and that's coming to PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. On May 6th, Skate City, which Greg's just been talking about, is coming out on PC and Switch. And on May 7th, uh, the epic that will be Resident Evil Village is coming to Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, PC, PS5 and PS4. Um, And that one we're probably all going to be diving into as well. So that's my pick for this week. Whoa, whoa, Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't label us all with your... Okay, oh, Greg ready. is not getting Resident Evil Village people. Sorry about that. Village people, there you go. <laughs> the, the brilliant new version, Resident <laughs> Evil Village, Village people. people. <laughs> All the zombies oh, are dressed is, in five particular mod, costumes.
3: They? <laughs> you, know, um, you know, you know the uh, they get the mod for um, Mr. X when DMX RIP play. You know, like. Knock, knock! Open up the door. It's real. Every time, Mister X comes, what you want is what well, um, X gonna give it to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you want is every time Lady Dmitrievsky opens the door, you hear,
1: "Young man,
0: <laughs> 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 <The> YMC, <laughs> <something on>
2: <laughs> perfect." I think that's. Uh, I think we should make that as well. Okay. <laughs> can we? Can we please call this podcast Resident Evil Village? People? <laughs> <laughs> and no one will get it until the last second. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, on the note of Supercamp party anthems, that is the end of season two, episode one of the finger guns podcast. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Do let us know what you think of um, our new format, anything that you want to add, anything you want to get rid of immediately. But I think we've got a, uh, a nice little base to work from. And this time next week, we'll, I can tell you all about how we all played second extinction together and how lovely it was. Yeah, we'll see. But until then, um, do find us on every single place you can possibly imagine. Follow the link tree in the description below to find us everywhere. And if you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can do. You can find all of our handles in the description below, including Toby, who's now on Twitter. Very exciting. He's not very active on Twitter, but he is there. So you can find him on there. Don't, I don't, don't know what I'm doing, doing yet. <laughs> <laughs> just just retweet again and stuff, man. That's all you need okay, to cool. do. Okay, cool. There cool. you go. Perfect. If you really like what we do, why not sign up to our Patreon for $1 a month? You can support the website. Keep it live on all its various hosting services. And of course, keep this podcast nice and shiny. I've got those two mixed up, haven't I? Never mind. It doesn't matter. It's been a long night. You know what I mean? Basically, give us money and things will keep going. (laughs) That's how it works. But until next time, it is goodbye from Toby Anderson. Sayonara. I'm keeping that one. Goodbye from Quiz Champion himself, Mr. Great Kicks.
3: I know my shit. See you all next <laughs> week.
0: Goodbye, from Mr. Shaw Davies. Bye. And it's goodbye from me. I've been Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns podcast.